Hi, this is Steve. And this is Lisa. And this is our podcast called... I Married a History Teacher. Yes, and in case you did not tune in last week to hear our special announcement... I'm still pregnant. Yeah, <laughs> Lisa is pregnant. Mm-hmm. Bun in the oven. Big old bun in the oven. Yeah, so we're quite excited. I'm also quite excited. Like, we, Lisa and I are very excited to embarrass our kid. Yeah, that's probably number one on the list of procreating, really. Yeah, and when I was researching tonight's topic, I was like... I don't know if you have a better way to embarrass your kid than your parents doing a nerdy, stupid podcast. I could think of a few, but, you know, maybe if we, like, advertised for it on their backpack, it would be really bad. Or, like, gave all their kids a ride to school and made them listen to it in the car. <laughs> yeah. Yep, and, like, pause every, like, two minutes to, like, give, like, really obnoxious details about the background. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> and it also, like, looks particularly embarrassing because it's, like, we're not like G-rated, you know. Like no, we're not. And that can be really uncomfortable for kids to like hear their parents talk about sex stuff and stuff. Yeah, it's, I think we'd gross them out. Yeah, which we're gonna do tonight. Actually, is talk about some sex stuff, Lise. All right, can't wait for um, our, our little babe to be hearing this on the way to kindergarten. <laughs> Such good parenting. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I was thinking more like sixth grade, not kindergarten. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, it's on I, the internet, so it's there forever now. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so we have to wait a while for this plan to hatch. Yeah, for okay. sure. But it's like long con jokes are always the best jokes. That's true. I haven't tried many in my day, but yeah. well, you know, that's what parenting's for. Exactly. Okay, cool. Can't wait. Yeah. Um, Lisa, you're going to get so excited about today's topic. Okay. Um, I'm just going to come out here and say it, and then we'll discuss it. Okay. We're going to talk about the history of winter solstice celebrations <laughs> versus Christmas. That is very exciting. Yes. I have decided in the last couple of years that I want to celebrate the winter solstice. Yeah, it's interesting. For those of you who don't um, actually know us personally, or at least haven't been talking to us much in the last year and a half or so, mm. Lisa and I aren't exactly pagans, mm. but we are far more aligned with pagan beliefs than we are with monotheistic beliefs. Yeah, I guess that's fair. And just to be clear, when you say pagan, you mean like nature, like worshiping nature. Yes, okay. but like pagan, so like like the god Neptune. Okay. He was a god. He was a, you know, he, he had a, was, there was like a human representation of Neptune. Mm. What Neptune really was, was the ocean. Mm. Right, so if you're going to sail across the Mediterranean Sea, mm-hmm. you'd pray to Neptune. Mm. Right? Really pray to the mother, because that's what the ocean is from a lot of cultures. In mm. French, it actually means the mother. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're going to be talking a lot about pagans tonight. So, so I'm glad we clarified that. When I say f- pagan, it's a very generic term. It essentially means people that weren't Christian um, in Europe is essentially kind of what it refers to. Okay, so just like everybody else. Whoa, whoa, sorry. It was like pre-Christian. It was pre-Christian. So Greek, Roman mythology, that's also paganism. Mm. Okay? And then like the Christians come around and they make everyone Christian. And then if you didn't believe in Christianity, they called you a pagan, which was kind of like, it was derogatory. It was like calling you like, a, you know, sort of like a... So, like, savage or behind the times or whatever. Loser. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, So, basically, today, there's, like, this crazy deep history about why we celebrate Christmas when we do and how we do it that is, like, the complete opposite of Christianity. Um, So, even for those of you who aren't Christian, I think you will find this pretty interesting. Mm. Um, So... Lisa, let's get to it, huh? All right, let's do it. Now, Lisa, you were born and raised Jewish. Yes, Still indeed. identify with being Jewish? Uh, yeah, in, in terms of, like, culturally, yeah. Culturally Jewish, Yeah. right? Um, so is it safe to say that you do not accept the love of Christ into your heart? <laughs> I, I accept all... <laughs> like benign loves into my heart. So but, you, but do you specifically <laughs> accept sweet baby Lord Jesus into your heart? I don't, I don't reject him. I don't <laughs> like. I mean, but like, no, I'm not. I'm not a Jesus follower. I don't. Yes. Right. Yeah. 
But I bet you could tell me a question about Sweet Lord Baby Jesus. I could tell you a question. No, answer a question. Sorry. It depends on yeah, it depends. When is Sweet Lord Baby Jesus's birthday? Oh, it is Christmas, right? Or I don't. Give me a date. <laughs> I'm really bad. At Why don't you give me a date? Well, December 25th. December 25th. Because right, he's in the manger and yada, yada. Manger, yada, yada. This is the birthday of Jesus Christ, who is like the main uh, fixture of Christianity, right? That's the difference between Jews and Christians is the acceptance of Jesus Christ. And it's also the as difference. As a prophet. Yes. <clears throat> yeah. Well, no, as the son of God. As the son of God. Whatever. Yes. Whereas, and then, then the difference again to the other Abrahamic religion is Islam, and Islam accepts Jesus as a prophet, but not the son of God. I got ahead of myself there. Yeah. Okay. What is the difference between a prophet and a son of God? Well, prophets are like people who can like talk but to God like and fancy. are like the voice of God. They like liaise. Like yes. But, but they weren't birthed. Yes. Liaised over birthed is this difference. Birthed yes. by a woman. Yes. Back to the mother. Right. Now, here's the thing, Lisa. There is almost a 0% chance that Jesus was born on December 5th, 25th. It's almost a 0% chance that he was born in the wintertime. And this is like a true of even like Christian. Was well, there stories. winter in the Middle East? Y- yeah. <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> it's a joke. It's a bad joke. Okay. Right. That were terrible jokes. <laughs> Just kidding. You've done way worse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks. Uh, <laughs> thanks. Um, yeah, but so here's a simple thing that is like really funny if you think about it, Lisa. In the story of the Bible, or sorry, there is no story of the birth of Jesus in the Bible. It's entirely. In terms of, uh, sorry, obviously there's a story of Jesus being born in the Bible, but it doesn't specify dates at all. What it does specify is this very famous concept of that shepherds feeding their sheep in the middle of the night mm-hmm. in a nearby prairie come to, to aid Jesus after his birth. But here's the thing. Mm-hmm. It's cold as shit and really dark. Not in the Middle East. <laughs> Sorry, okay, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> Is that your system? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, yikes. Okay. Um, All right. So it's so, cold as shit. Yeah, so it, literally, shepherds never, mm-hmm. ever would have been outside at night in the middle of winter to mm-hmm. see this happen. So, like, even like a lot of like Christian historians who try to make history in the Bible match are like, okay. Okay, I'm sorry, but like, wait a second. Are we, that's our basis for trying to make the Bible match? I mean, how feasible the things written in it are? No, no, okay. (laughs) Let's think about his conception. I mean. Okay, all right, all right. That's not what we're getting into tonight. I I, I think. No, I know. I'm not trying to. I just, I find that interesting that like. But because, okay, I should be clear. So there's a lot of people that actually try to date the Bible. Okay. It's a thing. And then the Bible doesn't have any dates? I I haven't read it. No, 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 no. No, no. There aren't dates. There's only, like, reference points. Okay. okay. So, so not but, knowing his birthday right. and, is common. To be, yes. And to be very fair, Christian scholars, and, and they didn't even try to figure out when he was born. Because when Christianity first started, it wasn't about it. We didn't need a day to celebrate the birthday. And that's what we're going to talk about is how we even got to the point of why we're even celebrating the birthday. Because for 300 years of the existence of religion, uh-huh. of Christianity, I mean... No one even cared to, to question when Jesus was born. It wasn't a thing. They were just like, it happened. Yeah. And then, like, Christianity didn't even derive until long after Jesus was dead anyway. So by the time we're talking about when Christianity came around, he had been long dead, Jesus. Mm. Okay? Interesting. Yes. But generally speaking, Jesus wasn't born on the 25th. The reason we celebrated in the, his birthday in the middle of winter, even though it's almost positively in the springtime. Yeah is because of paganism and because of celebrating the winter solstice. Okay? Really? And that's basically the, the tonight's story is how the hell this happened. It's one of those hilarious things where Christmas is so, so pagan in some ways, while so really not pagan in, another, in other ways, if you know what I mean. Um, yeah. And if you don't now, you'll know soon. Well, yeah. If you don't know, you'll know. Just keep listening. <laughs> so let's talk about solstice celebrations for a while. Okay? Yeah. Lisa, I'm going to talk historically here. I know that you were looking into how we can modern day celebrate the solstice. I have been looking into it. Pandemics really make it difficult, though. 
yes, yes, for sure. At least but maybe in the future, maybe in the groups. future. But I was just saying, like, if you want to throw in stuff that you've learned about winter solstice celebrations, throw them out there. But I'm going to be, I'm going to speak largely historically about them. Okay. okay. Um, celebrations of the solstice date back as late as what we can prove to 10,200 BCE, which is literally going all the way back to the Stone Age. Wow. So we have, as humans, have been celebrating the, stol- the solstice in one way or the other for, what is that, you know, over 12,000 years. Yeah. Um, and that's even before, and this is important, that's even before we were an agrarian society, like farming societies. We're Stone Age, we're, we're, you know, we barely have tools, we're like hunting and gathering, that sort of thing. And we're still celebrating the shortest and longest days of the year. Well, it makes sense. Nature rules all. Exactly. Exactly. Um, And it's one of these amazing things, Lisa, I love when I find out about these things, where throughout the entire world, all these different cultures had solstice celebrations. Mm -hmm. They were similar in theme. Mm -hmm. And it's this happening at the same time with the same concepts and ideas with no interaction between the different humans. Yeah. And it, like the only explanation is that there is sort of like a connection back. People have once had a deeper connection with, with nature totally. and the way the wor- world worked and the access and the planets and all sorts of things like this yep. that we would react the exact same way without any internet like recognition. Yeah, no, no. I think it makes a ton of sense. I think mm-hmm. before people were way more connected to nature and I think that there were very real things that affected the way you felt and your life based on the seasons changing. Right. Um, and yes, a it's re- really cool. Like a really obvious example is that like it, everywhere was some sort of celebration of light during the winter solstice, right? Yeah. Gods of lights were celebrated. Like yeah. if you think about Hanukkah, what's the nickname for Hanukkah? The Festival of Lights. Right, which also happens around the same time. Mm-hmm. Kwanzaa has a huge reference to light, and mm-hmm. they have a similar situation to lighting menorahs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christmas is obviously big in the light decoration. I mean, mm-hmm. it's all about light, and this was yep. happening all over the world. Yep. Um, so, really cool stuff there. Um, monuments. And then also, can I just add something yeah. really quickly to that? Just because I think, like, while the solstice is the shortest day of the year it's marking the like an opening almost like it's every yeah. day since then is going to become lighter right it's like you have like a whole that whole opening to look forward to i don't know i can't come up with a better term than opening but I, that's how i kind of view it is like this like right we've yeah. we've hit the bottom of darkness and it's all coming up yeah exactly. so we're all going to be moving towards the light again it's a celebration yep and a lot of these different parties that we're going to talk about and stuff like they literally translate loosely to the celebration of the unconquered sun or the return of the sun Mm. because we're all moving back into days of light. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. Um, Monuments were built um, to the solstice, start dating back 12,000 years as well. The most famous of which is, any guesses? A most famous a monument that was literally a solstice celebration. I don't. I don't know. I haven't. I haven't tried to research this. Stonehenge was what? is a summer and winter solstice memorial. We know so little about the Druids and, wow. and Stonehenge in general, but right. It's something again. I don't know that much about it, but it's something about the way the light hits the different like posts. Yeah, this sounds familiar now. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, Um, apparently it's a big thing every being at Stonehenge on winter and summer solstice every year. We should do it sometime. Let's do it. (laughs) Um, Yes. So, the other thing, Lisa, that we need to keep in mind here before we start talking about specific festivals. Mm is that as we transfer from hunters and gatherers into being agrarian, festivals based on seasons become extremely popular, again, all around the world. All of, and I'm talking about South America, I'm talking Africa, I'm talking Asia. We're going to be focusing largely on Europe for a number of reasons tonight. Mm-hmm. But this type of stuff is going on around all around the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of it just has to do with like the European population is very far north. 
and the further north you are, the yeah, less the darker you the have. days. Yeah, right. It's pretty so, rough. so you're generally less into the solstice if you're closer to the equator because it's less of a big deal for you. Yeah, that was a my first trip to like places in Africa that were really close mm-hmm. to the equator. It was like, oh, it's just always dark at six, no matter what day. Exactly. Here it is. That exactly. kind of blew my mind a little bit the first time. Yeah. Where if you're in Norway in December, mm. it's like 22 hours of darkness. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty rough. It's wild stuff, man. Yeah, super wild. Um. So anyway, uh, oh, Lisa, Ooh, my come bad. on. Um. So the oh yeah, sorry. Seasonal celebrations are huge, not just because of solstices, but also because of um, patterns with harvesting, planting and harvesting. Okay, so yeah. famously Oktoberfest, it's all about, you know, the end of one harvest, harvest and the start of another harvest, mm. right? So it also just happens, again, not surprisingly, that winter solstice tends to coincide with planting seasons mm. of winter Whatever, the, the very few things you can plant in the winter. Yep, yep. Okay? So, let's talk first about, let's get into the good stuff, Liz. Let's do it. Saturnalia. Have you ever heard of Saturnalia? N- not the full part of that word. No. J- just the first part? Just the first part. Oh, let's focus on it. What's the first part? It's a planet. It's a planet. With rings. No, not, that's, yeah, it is, yeah. Got nervous Can you just say it? The name? Saturn. Oh. Okay. <laughs> and what is the planet named after? Um, I mean, a god? It is a god, a Roman god named okay. Saturn. Yeah. Okay. And Saturn was the god of, of the harvest in, in Roman mythology or, or paganism. Okay? okay. So Saturnalia and Winter Solstice was, the, it was a 12-day festival. Okay. Put a pen in 12 day because shit gets weird with the number 12 during the winter solstice, okay? Oh, interesting. Yes. It's also on the 21st, which is 12 backwards. What's on the 21st? The solstice. Oh, well, that was this year. Solstice changes based on the calendar. Well, it was really, really on time this year. Yes, it was particularly. In, in a backward sense of things. <laughs> yes, yeah, sure. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll allow it, at least. Great. Um, so we're celebrating... Saturn, the god of the harvest, during the winter solstice, and we're talking about Rome. Okay. Okay? Saturnalia, Lisa, was a 12-day festival, which was the greatest fucking thing in the world. So picture human beings at their best. That's what Saturnalia was. All right? Human beings at their best. But like according to Steve. Oh, so they were hammered? They were hammered. They were eating everything, and it went on for 12 days. Like, there were no laws. There was no school. There was no war. They literally canceled wars, and people would come home to celebrate with their families and friends in their towns, and everyone went apeshit for 12 days. There was no judgment. You could do all sorts of crazy shit. I mean, you shouldn't, like, murder your friends and family, but everyone was too fucking happy to commit any violent crimes against each other. It was super promiscuous. You could bang a bunch of people. In fact, Lisa. Yes. Dudes that were, like, normally, like, straight dudes (gasps) would just also engage in, like, sexual activities with, like, their bros, right? Because judgment was off the table and everything was legal. Freedom. You know, it reminds me of this tradition in Ireland that I learned about when I was studying abroad there called Rag Week. Um, It wasn't 12 days, but it was a full week. And class technically wasn't in session, but no one went and all the teachers like didn't care and they just didn't actually have any content. And like it would, kids would just go buck wild for like a week straight. It was insanity. Um, And everyone was like, oh, it's cute. And it was fun. Maybe it came from that. Well, right. Well, I think that's, again, just, like, touches upon human nature. Just, like, people need to have these outs, these releases, right? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, that's not that much different. Rag week doesn't sound much different at all than spring break, which is, like, an extremely acceptable form of, of partying and debauchery for an entire week. Right. There's just more travel involved, usually. Yes, yeah. exactly. But it's, like, such a similar concept. Yes. Right? So, Saturnalia just if you watched it, would be 
just complete and other utter fun chaos. Oh. Okay. Um, the other thing about it that I think is fucking awesome is that all social statuses were reversed. So the rope, women were in charge. Oh, no, sorry. It wasn't like that. It was more like, uh, you know, socioeconomic, I guess. Okay. Um, but I guess you can't like women were absolutely allowed to, uh, pursue their sexual endeavors the same way men were without judgment too. Mm. So there you go. Okay. Um, but basically, like, Romans had slaves. It's largely known. Romans had slaves. There was also a sort of class hierarchy, and all of that was kind of flipped on its head. And so slaves were freed. They weren't expected to work for 12 days. Wow. They would sit at the heads of tables and have their masters serve them food and wine. Um, wow. Yeah, for sure. Um, and we're going to talk about it a little bit more. But that was another big thing. And, like, it, it was so great, too, because apparently, like, during the era era of Saturn, apparently, in, in Roman mythology, it was a golden time where everyone was equal and no one wanted anything. So we removed greed and everyone was equal. And then apparently when Jupiter killed Saturn or took his throne or whatever, then like it entered us into this time of when people started wanting stuff. Which, again, is super crazy because that, that is, I literally just like described the back mode of Buddhism, which has nothing to do with Roman society and, you know, 8,000 BCE. Mm-hmm. Right? We're still in Jupiter phase, yeah. Right now? I guess so. I mean, met- <laughs> metaphorically. Metaphorically? I, I would guess so. Yeah. Sure. Um, so anyhow, Lisa, sure. let's talk about the similarities, though. Because what I just described doesn't sound like Christmas at all, right? No, definitely not. No, with the only exception of maybe, like, drinking. I think people sort of let their guard down on how much they drink around Christmas. That's literally it, right? Yeah. Let's talk about... Well, and the... Um, shit. Timing? No, there's the 12... The 12 days. Yeah, yes, so it yes, is yes, Christmas, yes. yeah. Right. On uh, the first day of Christmas. Yeah, keep yeah. going. No. no. Crush it, Lisa. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. Song. I have um, images of the office again. Oh. <laughs> so that was a good 12 days of Christmas. Yeah, it was. Um, so let's talk about decorations. So... Um, during Saturnalia, we were celebrating a harvest, the winter harvest. So guess what we put all over the place? Again, this is hard for you because you're not a Christian. But like, what do we? What do you? What do you think they decorated? Wait, the this is related what do you to think Christmas. They, yes. What do you think they decked the halls with? In Hob- holly, yeah. Yeah, holly and greenery. Yeah. Like, all right. So it's like we just had a harvest. Let's use all of this like greenery and vegetation to decorate everything. Yeah. Okay, and then. They were, again, used a lot of lights. So there's lights everywhere, right? The way there's, like, candles and, like, Christmas tree lights and stuff like that everywhere during Christmas, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. On top of all this, the slaves that I just talked about, so it was, like, known that they were slaves that didn't, weren't allowed to be treated like slaves. They wore these ceremonial red hats. So you see the green and the red everywhere, Mm. right? So even the colors of Christmas are related to paganism. Mm-hmm. Um, let's keep going. Um, gifts. Yes. Okay. Before Saturnalia, the even ancienter Romans. Mm. OG. <laughs> the OG Romans. Yeah. Yes. They um, they used to do human and animal sacrifice, um, and they stopped doing that. So instead of doing that, what they did is they made replications of animals and people, a.k.a. stuffed animals and dolls, and gave them to children to, like, sort of keep that vibe around while not having to commit human sacrifice, right? So you see gift-giving come to be a thing. When I was your age, <laughs> right? I had to murder that sheep, not sleep with a stuffed version of it. Right. Um, you that coming? Okay, yeah, no. I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it come together. Right. Okay. And then also the uh, richer folk would obviously give gifts Was to the poor folk. Was there a fat guy involved? No, we'll get to Santa though. Okay. Don't cool. you worry. Santa will come around soon. All right. All right. Um. And then another thing I want to talk about that I love this concept. You might not be familiar with this at all. In fact, I'm only familiar with it because I had a French student in my third grade class. You know, East Coast shit. Of course, of course, I just had a random French student in my class. Yeah. 
Um, they used to do this tradition where on the first day of, of Saturnalia, they would bake a cake and they would they would put like a little coin or some sort of something in into a cake. And then they'd bake it. And then everyone would get a piece of the cake. And then whoever had the coin lost and their tooth. cake <laughs> lost a tooth and got to be king of the, the festival. They were mock king. So for the just, whole time? Yeah. Nice. But here's what they were responsible for, Lisa. Mm-hmm. Causing mischief and more chaos. So they were responsible for like pranking people and fucking with people and like even going around slapping girls' butts. Like they had like carte blanche to like fondle women and stuff. It was, so it was just like it was like a um, supercharged version of what everyone else had. Yes. Basically. Just like really, really no laws. Yes, and no it was like laws. highly encouraged. Yeah. It was like, oh, that's the dude. This is the dude of the week. Like <laughs> <laughs> And that's true. It's still done. It's now um a baby Jesus that is baked into cakes. It's largely in like sort of French cultures. Like it's big in New Orleans and stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you eat the cake and if you have the baby Jesus, then you get a little party and like an extra gift or whatever. But like okay. it's still pretty frowned upon if you run around smacking girls' butts and stuff though. Yeah, that's held. Yeah. Um, so that's a lot of traditions we see right there um, in, on Christmas. Okay. okay. And then... We gotta talk about the cult of the Mithra. The cult of the Mithra. It was. They, it was basically like this mysterious sub paganism in Rome, uh. but had, instead of having like Saturn and Jupiter at the top of their god hierarchy, they had a god named Mithra who dated back to, like, Persia and even as apparently as late as Zoroasterism, which is, like, a very ancient religion. Is that something people know? Zoroasterism? No, probably not. Ooh, maybe we can do a whole podcast on Zoroasterism. All right, mark it down. Okay, right. so wait, the Cult yeah. of Mithra? Cult of Mithra. That's definitely a good band name. Ooh, damn, that is a good point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Would that have to be a metal band? Or maybe like an ironically not metal band. Yeah, there's lots of options, I think. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, but Mithra was just a different god of the sun from a different place, and like he had like a little cult following. Um, and Mithra, Lisa, the myth, but ding, was that he was born of stone on what date? The solstice. Not the solstice, but what other date do we associate with Christmas? Oh, December 25th. December 25th, which is like the main thing historians think why December 25th specifically was selected. Because of Mithra? Because of Mithra, which was this mysterious... Sub-pagan. Yes, yes. We're We're gonna talk about why there's just blatant paganism at Christmas. All right. We're already getting there a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we are. But like, there's like an even like more clear transition, right? So Mithra, this pagan Mithra. god, <laughs> was, was, was born on, on December 25th. And now we're getting to it, right? This theme of 12 days. All these festivals were always 12 days. Mm-hmm. All right? So the first day of the solstice celebration or Saturnalia or the festival of Mithra was the 25th and it would last 12 days and it would end on January 26th. And that doesn't whoa. add up. <laughs> wow. Like, I don't know much, I'm but ba- I know that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bad at math, but I just confused one in 12. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's your dyslexia. Yes. <laughs> now, uh, December 25th, mm-hmm. okay, that a 12-day celebration ends it on January 6th. Christianity calls January 6th the epiphany. It is the end of Christmas. Do you know how Christians these days celebrate January 6th, Lisa? Uh, by being hungover from New Year's? Uh, close. They all get together, and then they go 
try to burn down a Capitol building and take over a government. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> pew, pew. I don't know. Maybe that's too soon. I'm going to piss a lot of people off for joking about it. I don't know. Yeah, there's but, a lot of cult of Mithra vibes there. <laughs> yeah, right. um, huh. This is also going to show more of my ignorance, but I mean, let, let's just go with that theme. Um, I thought that the last day of the 12 days of Christmas was Christmas. I did not know the first day was Christmas. So that is another crazy thing about this 12-day theme that I, I never really got down to the bottom to. I, it's like, okay, I should also clarify that Historians of Christmas time and solstice and everything like that literally will say, I, I read one of them said something along the lines of trying to narrow down all the exact traditions from Christmas in relation to the solstice is a fool's errand, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of this stuff, we don't know the roots. But there yeah. are different traditions where Christmas is the last day of Christmas. Christmas is the last day of Christmas, yeah. Of the 12th day. No, no, I know, I know. It's just a funny thing to say. You know, I think there's both going on, right? Because you have the whole lead up and then everyone's like, it's December, it's Christmas song time. And then after Christmas, you know, it still feels like the holidays through the new year. So, yeah, yeah, I'd say everybody wins on that one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, God, 12 days of debauchery. That just sounds wild. Dude, but here's the thing about it is like, you know how, like, when we're, maybe not in college, but, like, when you're, like, 24 and you still love to party? Yeah. And you'd spend, like, four or five days, maybe you're going vacation, and you're just partying for, like, four or five yeah, days? It gets, it gets to you, even when you're, when you're young and spry. Right, but, like, a certain level of it, it gets to you because you feel, like, the shame of society being, like, what are you doing, right? Yeah. Imagine removing. I don't know. It's also, like, a huge drop in electrolytes, I feel. Sure, yeah, and like dopamines in your brain. <laughs> yeah, and there's stuff. a lot going but on. But there's, like, there's no way. That, but yes, of course, you feel yeah. like you're, you're worthless. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, and then you're like picturing your parents wiggling their finger at you. But yeah. like during these solstice celebrations, like your parents were just getting drunk with you. Yeah, they were just fucking on the table right behind you. Okay, why'd you got to ruin it like that? It's not, it's a mythical parent. <laughs> it's not my parents. I know, but it's just, you know. We, we don't make that bridge, all right? We want to keep it separate where we're partying. We don't have to think about our parents' sexuality, right? Yeah, these are, these are mythical parents yes. that we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. um, okay. Cult of Mithra. Cult of Mithra. Let's go further north, Lisa. Fun thing I learned while researching solstices. Did you know that Germanic people had the same gods of the Norse gods? Like, the Germans, like, had Odin and Thor and shit. Didn't know that. I mean, maybe they just lacked for their own, you know? Yes. They didn't have any. Someone caught wind. Yeah. Yeah. While traveling. While traveling to to Norway. Yeah, to go trade some furs. Yeah. And And they're like, you know, these Nordish guys sure are friendly. Yeah. Let's take on these gods. Yeah. I got nothing but but beer to get me through. Yeah. Right. Why not have both? Yeah. So, Lisa. <laughs> Great story time. We're moving north. Okay. All right. So. With Odin. The, the pagans of the north, the Norsemen and the Germanics, these people celebrated the god of the hunt. During this time. So rather than the God of the Harvest, where it was nice and warm and cushy Italy and Rome, uh-huh. in like northern Africa, also important to note, right? Yeah. But up north it was colder, right? And it's yeah. very heavily wooded, so it was the hunt that was really important. You got to go out and you got to shoot a bunch of elk and boars and shit like that. And you got to preserve them and store them, okay? So they yeah, celebrate. it would be a tough time to be a vegan. Tough time to be a vegan. Vegans didn't exist. Yeah, they were dead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they starved. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, right. Veganism, veganism is a privilege we can enjoy now. Yeah, among many others. Yes. Can, can we do a commercial I wrote for veganism? Sure. Right now? Yeah, like spot. we're going to take a total break. We don't have paid advertisers as usual. <laughs> <laughs> you kidding me. And I'm going to write a veganism commercial. 
right now. All right, let's do it. All right, this is the thought in my head. Every time I say the word never dramatically, I want you to dramatically repeat never. Okay? okay. Are we my... still supposed to be recording now? Oh, yeah, fuck yeah. Okay, okay. Right. We're going to just show the whole process. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Never. By the way, I should clarify that I am a pseudo-vegan now. I'm by no means a real vegan. I'm basically a vegan for like six days in a row, and then I have like a craving for a ham, and then I'll eat a whole fucking ham. Yeah. Um, but I do like it when I am vegan. We don't need to get into it when I'm eating vegan. I really enjoy it. Yeah, right. you lean plant-based. Yeah, I'm a, I, I lean plant-based. Yeah. Um, and I, I do, but I have to eat more meat because yeah. of the bib. Yeah, bebe. Bebe yeah. need meat. So I had to get a cheeseburger today. Yeah. But I didn't, for the record. I'm yeah, going to go Steve eat some turnips and kale. proud of himself. Oh, I, I know oh how many people can sit around a cheeseburger and not also want a cheeseburger? <laughs> I mean, that's a thing, dude. I understand, but you made it known. Came downstairs and asked... If I was proud of him. <laughs> oh, sorry for... I was like, voice- I'm proud of myself for cooking this baby with cheeseburger parts. Okay, all right. <laughs> but yeah, no, right. it is impressive, all Stephen. Right. Now let's hear your vegan commercial. All right, here's my commercial. All right, we're flashing to all these athletes with plant-based diets, okay? Okay. All right, and they're going to say all these different things that are these benefits of eating vegan, right? Okay. It's so like one athlete is going to go... Never, never feel lethargic during the day. Never, never support a industry that is terrible for the environment. Never, <laughs> never, 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 never stop pooping. <laughs> what do you think? Because seriously, stop eating meat for like four days and you literally start pooping constantly. It is insane. I mean, you're an extreme case because you've always had some problems with your pooping. So. No, no, bro. I'm telling you. This, this is, is the like, part we have to play for our friends, our kids' like, friends, by the way. Yes, yes. Like... Because I, I was talking about it, it was like a friend of a friend of mine that I did this baseball draft with before, and I was like, "Will, you're a vegan, right?" And he's like, "And he was like, well, kind of." And he explained that he does the same shit I do, yeah. right? I'm like, dude, I can't stop pooping. Is that normal? <laughs> and he looks at me, and goes, "Oh yeah, dude, it's it's great." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, all right, I, I guess it's a thing." Yeah, apparently, like if you're really normal, you should be pooping after every meal. Which is really intense. Well, let's not be crazy. Yeah, that is a lot. That is a lot. <laughs> All right. So after that commercial uh, for the paid sponsor of veganism, uh, we're going to get back on track with our story. Okay. Um, back to Father Christmas. Right. <laughs> so they're celebrating um, the god of uh, the hunt, which is, his name was Joel. Joel. Yeah. <laughs> Spelled J-U-L-E, or perhaps Y-U-L-E, which... Christians oh, would pronounce Yuletide. Yule. Yule. Right? The Yuletide. Yeah. Okay. Or maybe that's where we got the e-cigarette brand from. <laughs> Jewel. Yeah. Okay. We'll never fair, know. Fair, fair, fair. To be fair, they, I know some people that worship their Jewel. I know a lot of I won't, I won't call him out, but I know that this individual <laughs> listens to our podcast and yeah. knows exactly who he is. Oh, he does. <laughs> we love you, though. Yes, this is the one time I won't mention a friend by name. I don't want to call him out like that. Yeah. He knows who he is. Um, now, what this Nordic tradition was during the celebration of Yule was they would go out and they'd cut down a big old tree and they would set the tree on fire and they would get it to burn slowly for guess how many days? Twelve. Twelve days, right? This is what I just learned from my dad. Wood actually burns a lot more slowly than many materials. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know. You just When you associate it with fire and burning, you're like, oh, it's, you know, it's very flammable, blah, blah, blah. But, like, part of the charm is that it's a slow burn. Right. You have to have controlled burns, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, they interestingly they would fashion it into a phallic shape before burning it as a sign of fertility. So like you know, hoping mm-hmm. for that fertility in the new year. Was it a male phallic shape? This is another thing we learned about 
phallic shapes. Yes. They can be phallic also can, implies vaginal. Yep. Exactly. But, like I also just noticed the NFL football sign. No, no, the uh the NCAA, NCAA championship game. Okay. Specifically. Is that the only time they use that symbol? Yeah, and the and uh, at the Maybe that's field. why I yeah. randomly had that. Okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the NCAA championship football symbol. Very phallic. Very phallic in a vaginal way. Yeah. 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 Indeed. Good for them. Yeah, way to break down the no. gender norms. So intentional. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's where we get another reference to the 12 Days of Christmas. Um, it's way more popular in Europe, but a cake that's served during Christmas is called a Yule log, and it's basically just a cake that's fashioned into the shape of a, a, a log. Of a phallic log. Of a, of a dick log, yeah. <laughs> um, we don't really do that in too many places in America, but it's big over in Europe. Um, now, here's the breaking point. Oh, no. I almost forgot to talk about my favorite thing that the pagans of the North were doing. Okay. All right. So, as they still should be, uh. trees were worshipped in the North. Yeah. Right? If you like oxygen, worship a tree. Right? It seems pretty simple to me. Yeah. Um, so that's obviously, so another thing they would do, particularly the Germans, not the, the, the people of Nor- like uh, Norse countries, but they would chop down a tree, which was said to be the home of, of good spirits, of the good spirits you want to be around, and they would bring it into their homes. And that's where that Christmas tree comes from. It's very Germanic, and it's been around for, for thousands of years. Mm-hmm. And it was like you were treating yourself to having the home of a spirit in your home, like spreading those good vibes. Mm, that's right. like, I, I love that. I mean, I don't like yeah. all the tree chopping, but well, I yeah. do love the, the sentiment. Especially back then when they're, you know, you're talking about like, Germany is extremely wooded in there's, its well, natural state. There's a lot state. to go around. Right, you know what I mean? It's just like there's like, you know, maybe a million people in Europe and like a billion trees. So right. it's like a little bit of a different story. Right, right. I looked into uh, if there were any kind of Christmas like trees that we could just keep all year round inside. Yeah, it's a brilliant alive. idea. It's tough though. A lot of the the evergreens and ones that look like them, they're pretty high maintenance and they, they like to be outside. They're high maintenance if they're inside. Um, but there's a few possibilities. So. I'll let you guys know. Yeah. <laughs> Stay tuned, folks. All right. So, Lisa, um, again, I told you I wasn't going to quiz you anymore, but do you have any idea what ended paganism around Europe? We've already talked about it. Wasn't it Jesus? Jesus. Yes, essentially. Monotheism, because Judaism, like, to an extent, played a role. But largely, it was Christianity. Right, and, and, and it was Rome, the former celebrities of Saturnalia, yeah. that turned Christian first and then spread Christianity up throughout Europe, right? Hmm. So, eventually what's going to happen is that Christian people have to sell the pagans on Christianity. Yeah. Okay? So... I'm going to do a reenactment of what I assume was the conversation <laughs> of selling a pagan on Christianity. Okay? She's like, yo, there's this, like, you know, new son of God. He was around. Dude's name was Jesus. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Mm-hmm. Jesus, I can deal with that. All right, tell me about Jesus. All right, well, you know, Jesus is um, uh, born of a virgin named uh, Mary. And he's a son of God. He's like, oh, yeah, okay, cool. I can deal with that. I've heard way crazier shit as a pagan. All right, cool, cool, cool. What else we got? It's like, uh, you have every Sunday off. You don't have to do shit on Sunday except go uh, sit in church. Oh, that's great. That's, like, way better than what I do on Sundays now. Totally cool with that. Mm-hmm. You know, what else are we working with? Uh, well, um, you can only have sex with one woman for the rest of your life, and you can only do it after you're married. Oh, oh. All right, okay, sure. Uh, just if I want to skip that one, what happened? Uh, well, you're, you're going to burn in a fiery hellscape. <laughs> it's similar to Hades, but like way worse. It's like, oh, shit, okay. Uh, 
that might be a deal breaker. Uh, what else we got here? Oh, well, if you're really good, then you like go to heaven and you can do whatever the fuck you want. Oh, all right, cool. Great, great. All right, all right. Oh, and by the way, uh, the whole Saturnalia thing, that, that awesome festival you can do, he's like, yeah. He's like, can't do that anymore. Totally illegal. Fuck that shit, man. No fucking way. <laughs> deal breaker. <laughs> right. Yeah, except we didn't go down that way. Must not have. No, not at all. So literally Saturnalia and the Christian attempt to try to remove Saturnalia for Romans' lives didn't go over well. Yeah, so they just made some tweaks. Right, exactly. Like all of these Christian leaders, mm-hmm. okay, they essentially um, adopted like a, if you can't join them or if you can't beat them, join them. Right. Right, so Christian Christianity is going to have a Saturnalia, but it's going to be about Christianity and, and the birth of Jesus instead of celebrating Saturn. But everyone still gets to keep getting drunk and partying and shit. Mm. Okay, and this is why it was transitioned so easily. So now, instead of celebrating the birth of Mithra, we celebrate the birth of Jesus. And everyone can still keep getting drunk, and we can forgive sins during this time. Right? Is that when you forgive sins in Christianity? No, hell no. Okay, so this say, is still very old. I thought old. that was just in the, in the, in the box. No, the, yeah, in the box. What well, is that's that also kept the confessional. Confessional, confessional booth, and that's also only Catholicism. Well, how did Christians do it? Other Christians that aren't Catholics, they just pray their sins away. Wherever. Yeah, Catholics are super ritualistic. Like mm. nothing changes unless you do this very specific ritual. Mm. Right. Um, okay. Okay. So that is why you have sort of this smooth transition is because it was literally like almost the one thing that the Christians had deceived to the pagans was this incredible celebration that happened during the winter solstice, which I really love. I do love that part of it. Mm-hmm. I hate that nature lost out in all of it. Yeah. I would it does love sound, it. kind of feel like sometimes like, you know, that these monotheistic religions were, you know, rose at the expense of, you know, uh, re- reverence for nature. Oh, well, a hundred. Which is silly because you can easily have. That's a real thing. It's called dominionism. Mm, and it's, oh, it's, yeah. When humans yeah. have dominion over nature, yeah. so therefore can do whatever the fuck they want. And it's like the, the, you know, gift of God or whatever, which is a big part of why a lot of more conservative people don't accept Global warming. Or global warming. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I just, even if you think that, like, men is, like, man is more powerful than nature. I mean, we're at least more, I mean, we're powerful enough to fuck it over. But, <laughs> um, I mean, why, like, there's plenty of things, like, you're more powerful than your baby. You still, like, like it and treat it well and respect it. Like, yeah. you know, like, I don't, like, fine, cool. Yeah, you could blow up that mountain if you had enough. And like dynamite, you know, like, I mean, but like, why? Yeah, I just don't. It's just it's such a shame. <clears throat> right. Um, I don't think that's where you wanted me to head with that. No, it's fine. I love Lisa rants. And like we did warn the audience that we are way more closely associated with our belief system and paganism than we are with monotheism. So I think everyone is deep warned. down. They were warned. Well, I wouldn't go that Deep down, you love nature. <laughs> you know you do. Um, but anyway, just to, that's my main point. I've ended kind of like the, the winter solstice celebration transitioning to Christmas, but there's a couple of fun facts that I want to get to about the modern American Christmas. Yeesh. So real quickly, the Christmas celebrations of getting super drunk and partying for like, you know, two weeks was ended largely by what I call the greatest buzzkill who ever existed in the Western world. I won't talk about the greatest buzzkill ever existed in the other parts of the world. But in terms of the West, the biggest buzzkill of all time. Do you think I know who I'm getting at? Are you about Hitler? No, 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 no. It was earlier than that. Yeah, earlier than Hitler. Englishman. In a certain Started. Englishman. He's like responsible for spreading Puritanism. Oh, uh, that isn't no. It's, Oliver fucking Cromwell. Okay, I was I, I was going. I know I was thinking of the other guy, Martin Luther, which is different. 
Yeah, no, Oliver, no, Martin Luther was way more down than, than Oliver Cromwell. Yeah, I was going to say, he seemed pretty... I, I mean, he still is not a guy that you want to hang out with, I don't think. But, but like, uh, he was way cooler than Oliver Cromwell. Well, I, who I was think just I would like his outfit. Oliver Cromwell's? No, Martin Luther's. Oh, I mean, there's a robe. You're into robes. Yeah, I am. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. So, like, Oliver Cromwell basically was like, I don't like this bullshit. Like, it's. Yeah, he's the reason everyone's a prude. Right, in America. Yeah. Because the Puritans, after Oliver Cromwell died, they all hopped on a boat and came to America. So, yeah, that is the biggest buzzkill. Right. Oh, he's the biggest buzzkill in the West by far, dude. Ugh. Like, um, I'm going to do a whole episode on Oliver Cromwell eventually because people need to know why this man sucks so hard. Yeah. And he's like, in a it's lot a of ways. It's too. It's a shame. Yeah, it is. It is a nice name. You know we got married next to a statue of Oliver Cromwell. And then proceeded to party for six <laughs> straight hours. Woo! Yeah, well, there we go. We suck it to him. Yeah. <laughs> Kill yeah. this buzz. Yeah. You ghost. So, like, Oliver Cromwell, like, largely squashed the awesome party levels of Christmas. And then it was later uh. brought back, clearly still influenced by a more reserved Christian folk by Charles Dickens, of all people. Hmm. Um, and he wrote the, like a, his version of the Christmas Carol um, in like the 1840s, I believe it was, which is where you see like the wholesome, like more family-based Norman fucking Rockwell painting Christmas, carve the roast beef sort of bullshit Christmas. And that's where you kind of see the birth of, of most Western Christmas tradition now. Um, and to take it even further, to annoy you even more, Santa Claus. Yeah. Okay. Santa Claus is an, an amalgamation of all sorts of different European beliefs in, in some sort of St. Nicholas or, you know, Crassus or whatever. Okay. And Americanized. Largely Americanized, and I'm not even exaggerating, by the Coca-Cola company selling Coca-Cola and mall Santa's um, sort of pushing this idea of selling more toys. Like, so our, it's the most American shit in the world. The American version of Santa Claus is, in itself, is literal, literally a commercialization of, of Christmas. Wow. So he's just, like, obese because it's just, like... A representation of this like indulgent over the top yes and no I mean I don't know if it goes that I mean deep. if it's associated with Coca-Cola yeah, yeah right but that's that is so funny thing. because you know you see all those like now they have like those ads that are like they're really cute with the Coca-Cola ads with the you know they're in the North Pole and all the yada yada and I remember thinking to myself like when did we get this association I like it feels so natural but it's actually really random. Yeah. And it's relatively new, too. Uh, yeah. Wow. So we, like, you know, in the 20s, they weren't really thinking of Santa that way. Not really. Um, I mean, when did malls come around? The 50s? Yeah, it took a while. It was probably 50s and 60s when, like, you start seeing the birth of the, the shopping mall and, like, can, dude, this is running late, but I'm having fun. Can I can I give you a take on Santa that I think is like this fascinating take that we don't talk enough about as a society? Sure. If you think about the Christian concept of Santa Claus in America, it is literally almost identical to God. Santa Claus is this supernatural being yeah. who lives in sort of an ambiguous place above us. Mm-hmm. Who can see everything you do? Oh, yeah. And not only that, Lisa, he's judging you, right? Naughty what or happen- nice. Naughty or nice. What if you? What happens if you're good for Santa Claus? You get the best toys. You get the best toys. What if you're naughty, Lisa? Yeah, you get you get a lump of coal. Right, mm-hmm. right, 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 right. So if I literally told you, I was like, Lisa, who am I describing? There's a guy who lives in the sky who decides whether you get to be rewarded or punished based on your actions. Am I talking about God or Santa? That's true that you could be either. Right. Which really goes back, I don't even know necessarily, because I think about Santa 
and the uses of that mentality of Santa watching you. And it's a method of controlling your children, right? Right. So it's like, it really goes back. Is it that Santa is, after, is like, you know, a symbol of God? Or is it that that's what humans come up with when they try to control people? Which is some almighty being that sees everything you do and tells you, you know, and judges you and, you know, can send you to, like, eternal bliss or eternal damnation. Right. And a lot of that is, a lot of that stuff was, like, largely harped during the absolutist monarch era in Europe, by the way. So there is, like, a very historic argument made that it was literally something that was developed to control the masses. Yeah. Um, And I'm not even, like, saying that as, like, a religious cynic. I'm saying that as there's historic background to, to prove that. That makes sense. Um, but if you, if you, going back to Santa, if you think about the concept, though, is that he is in one, on one hand, a complete reflection of Christianity. On another hand, he's almost bringing back paganism to what has been deemed a religious celebration of the birth of Christ. Because now the focus in America, at least for young children and for people that aren't religious, it's all about the Christmas tree. It is all about the presence under that tree. It's all about the celebration. And the religious part of it is forgotten with Santa. We forget Jesus during Christmas I certainly did. And we focus, right? And we focus on Santa Claus, right? So in a weird way, it was like this attempt to make, you know, to do the exact same thing that Christianity tries to do, but it's backfiring because of commercialism and capitalism, which is like a hysterical sort of irony there. Yeah. There are a few downsides to to capitalism and commercialization. Wait, what? <laughs> Mind blown. Yeah. Um, that's it for me. That's all I have. That was, that was really interesting. I, so really we're just bringing it all back to our European roots. Yeah. It's like deep roots. Yeah. I still have to research. I've been wanting to do this, but I haven't researched how to celebrate exactly. We need to talk to our boy Tyson because yeah. his family is a solstice celebrator. Right, yeah. I was kind of hoping that the first couple of years I could just join in someone else's thing and then come up with my own traditions. It's hard to just come up with your own traditions willy-nilly, you know? Well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you can, though. But, like, I would rather try to do something legitimately solstice-y. You know what I mean? Like, Going like dance back. around and naked under the moon. Yeah, like deep down into that sort of shit. <laughs> I mean, not down. <laughs> I mean, you know, I like to get weird. Yeah, <laughs> it would just be fun. It'd be a fun experience, even if we only do it a couple times and then just get like too caught up in how stressful having kids to have to do it. I mean, everyone does Christmas while they have kids. Why? I mean, it's an I'm excellent safe. point. That's an excellent point. I'm doing it. We're All doing right. it. That's, We're doing it. It's happening. Yeah. All right. You're looking at me. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I was having some images of like our child listening to this and being like, that's fucking bullshit. I don't celebrate either. I haven't gotten gifts in oh. <laughs> several years. <laughs> Lazy yeah, no, but that's the thing. Giving gifts is pagan. It is the solstice. No, I know. We'll stick to it. Yeah. Little kiddo. Unless you're an <laughs> asshole. Whoa. Whoa. Don't you call my child an asshole? <laughs> don't, don't let your child be an asshole. Challenge accepted. <laughs> All right, Lisa, I'm, I'm done. Do you have any more comments for the good of the people? I don't think I got anything left. This pregnancy brain is really, it's real. Yeah. 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 It's all right. You look it's tired. It's weird because before I was pregnant, I knew history perfectly. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It was so strange. <laughs> Just got wiped away. You nailed every question immediately. Yeah. Really, yeah, there's a lot going for me. It's all right, creating life. What else matters? My name is Steve. (laughs) I was a history teacher who worshiped trees. (laughs) My name is Lisa, and I joined him. Sorry.